Welcome to episode three of Frankly Speaking Podcast. episode three of frankly speaking podcast and uh, tonight we're going to talk about um, a few different things it's going to be a shorter episode tonight and I just want to let you all know that lately I have been doing some things that uh, I have I'm not usually into you know, especially due to, you know, not being able to do too much things as as far as uh, entertainment things outside, outside of, you know, exercising and taking a walk. Um, One thing I've gotten into recently is uh, riding a bike. I bought a new Trek bike and I've put and I've had the bike for maybe about, um, let's say, it's been almost two weeks and I've put maybe about 150 miles on it so far. And let me tell you, this bike has been a revelation. Like I've been burning at least 800, uh, 600 to a thousand calories every time I go out. And I've been trying to average about 20 miles. And if you have one, you know what I'm talking about. You know how, you know, freeing it is when you're riding that bike, but you also know the workout it takes, you know, especially when you're going up hills. Uh, it's a, it's amazing. And I will suggest all of you who do not have one to go ahead and invest in your health and pick yourself up a bike. Uh, there's probably a bike shortage right now. I got lucky uh, with this particular bike, I had to ride about 45 minutes away from where I live to purchase the bike. It was the only one in like a hundred miles of where I live at. And I called up, I called up there and it was like, oh man, you must be the luckiest guy on the East coast right now, because this particular bike is sold out everywhere there. You can't even buy it online from their website. So you had to like call around to different stores because maybe they might have had one and this particular store had one. So I got lucky there. And that was uh, the highlight of my of my day a couple Sundays ago and uh, two Sundays ago. And ever since then, and like I said, I've been on the trail riding and trying to find different trails to get on. And it's like I said, I, I spoke about the camaraderie between people who are outside working out and getting into that fresh air and keeping their body tight and keeping their bodies moving because life is movement. And when you stop moving, you create a, a space of uh, decay, so to say. So it's it's good to be still from time to time. However, you got to move, you got to get out and move. So, you know, get out there, get your fresh air, go for a little walk or run a bike ride, you know, and if you, you know, if you're scared, go back in the house. You know, if not, 
you know, keep going, you know, say hi to people out there, you know, it's not, it's not gonna hurt you, so beyond that, you know, getting on my bike, uh, I have also found myself doing something that I have really never done before, and that's, I've actually watched a reality television show, I know some of you might watch reality television, I am not one of them people, however, I have been getting into this show I saw on the first time uh, on Netflix. It popped up and I'm like, what is this? And so I clicked on it and, you know, a friend of mine was watching it. Actually, a couple of them were watching it. And I was like, ain't nobody watching that mess. But I actually sat down and watched a couple of episodes. And the show I was watching was Married at First Sight. And let me tell you, I watched the entire ninth season. And on Netflix, because that's the only one that you can watch. I tried to see if there was other, you know, other seasons. However, it's just the one. And I thoroughly enjoyed that show. And I want to give a shot. I don't know if many of you watched it. If you have, you know who I'm talking about. If you haven't, go check it out. It's actually a pretty decent show. The only other reality show that I've ever really watched before was. (laughs) I'm kind of hesitant to even tell you all, but it was. uh say yes to the dress (laughs) and uh what a to me what a fantastic show and the reason why i like that show was because i'm really into aesthetic and detail and but also being able to see you know a woman in her purest feminine energy that show offered that and and that's what caught my attention about it and uh i enjoyed it i enjoyed the dresses the dresses were fantastic and i completely understand why every man that's walked down that you know that stood at the top of that aisle on the altar and watched his wife come down the aisle cries because not only is that man filled with joy and happiness but he's looking at his wife in this magnificent dress and she's a straight goddess coming down the aisle and every wedding that I've ever gone to every man has cried my pop my boys like every single last one of them and watching say yes to the dress I understand because yo these women look phenomenal ladies you look fantastic in your dresses so those of you who are married those of you have been bridesmaids you, you all look great, especially, but more importantly, the bride and her and her dress and her makeup. It, it's, it's great. It's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, so Mary at first sight, I, I will say that I did have a favorite couple and that couple was uh, Deanna and Greg. And uh, I'm a Greg stan because one thing that I did notice in that show and it's rare that you see this. Greg was a real man to me. And he was able to, you know, stand in and completely push love into uh, the woman that he was paired with. So and married at first sight, they don't they've never seen each other. It's a arranged marriage reality show is what it is. And the woman that he was paired with was a little difficult. She was kind of closed off. She's been single for 10 years. Um so it was interesting to see how they were going to react to each other 
you know, and she was definitely closed off. He was complimenting her all the time and she got annoyed by that. And he just didn't give up. Like he just continued to give his gift of love and push it into her until she started opening up. And it was wonderful to see. It was really beautiful to watch her blossom and just soften up and open up because he was doing what he was supposed to do. You know, he was giving her praise all the time. He was watering his flower and it was beautiful. So I'm a Greg Stan. Uh, there's a new epi- a new season out that just went off. Maybe it probably ended in like April or, or something like that. Uh, season 10, it was taking taking place in D.C. I didn't quite get to watch that one because I was watching the ninth season. However, I did just recently um, watch a half of the first episode. I'm not really feeling the couples because I think season nine is probably their best season so far. Uh, I did look at the couples and I ain't really interested. So, but if you're interested, go to Netflix, watch season nine of Married at First Sight. And, uh, you know, let me know for those of you who can get in contact with me. Uh, you can also find me on, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at my Frank opinion and on Instagram at Frank underscore account. And uh, let me know what you think about it. In addition to that, uh, one thing that I will say I have been keeping up on or starting to get back to, you know, as I should have been, because I've been slacking, to be honest, is my uh, breathing and meditation. I have to tell you, especially now with, with everything going on, being able to lower your heart rate helps you think better it helps you process information better and it helps slow down time or your perception of it and I think that this is something that is highly important for all of us to know especially those of us who are you know living in an environment that seems to be against us all the time and uh we definitely need to learn how to breathe and control your breath this is why the act of breathing is the only system in which you can auto you know really just control manually all the other systems in your body are automatic your heart beats automatically so breath is really the only system major system that you can control manually i mean outside of your limbs of course you can control them because i mean they're not really automated that's not an automated system however that's in your body so there's a reason why the breath is so important and why you can take control of it and the reason why that is is because you know the actual spirit which the word spirit means breath is so important and can really change and alter the way you see and perceive life. And being able to control that breath is something that anyone who has ever been into sports, who've played sports, who have learned any type of skill, physical skill, it doesn't matter what it is, whether you know it could be golf, 
It can be shooting at the shooting range. It could be, you know, learning any kind of martial art, yoga, anything like that. The first thing, one of the main principles of any of those physical activities or physical skill is learning how to control your breath, learning how to control your breathing, knowing when to breathe, when not to breathe, when, how long to hold it. Those things all play a part in everything that we do, especially in physical activity. And we can go as far as even in sex because, you know, especially for men, if you can control your breath during sex and you can really hone that skill, you will exponentially increase your performance. So it's something to look into. And um, like I said, I've been finally getting back into a groove with it, meditating daily. Uh, I've also try to meditate when I'm actually on my bike. You know, moving meditation is is a slightly difficult so I do have a little trouble with it. However, uh, I try it and I'm trying to get better at it. And um, one thing that I have been slacking on, though, is uh, the yoga part of it. I'm doing my meditation. I'm, I'm pretty good at br- my breathing exercises and things like that. But um, my yoga, I've, for at one point, before I even started the podcast, I was doing pretty good with the yoga. And then it just kind of fell by the wayside, which I need to pick back up desperately because on riding this bike and these workouts that I'm doing, uh, the yoga stretches help out a lot. So before we get into tonight's topic, I wanted to revisit something I I just spoke about, uh, and that's the firearms. I would implore everyone to who's listening to this podcast if you have not already i would highly suggest you learn a self-defense mechanism it doesn't necessarily have to be firearms although uh i would suggest you purchase a firearm learn how to properly use a firearm um contact an instructor if you don't know any um i know one that's a very good one and, you know, I myself am part of a little gun club and uh, it's extremely important, especially for those of you who live alone and even more so for those of you who have a family. You know, if you're a single woman living alone with your children, there's no reason why you do not know how to defend your home or at least have the ability to defend your home. If you're a single man, you definitely don't have no reason not to understand at least some basic things of self-defense. So that, that would be my suggestion um, because take this time to learn these skills Why, while everything is, you know, seemingly at a standstill because when things open back up we don't you don't know how things are going to be it's never going to be the same again you know you can you know if you're thinking it's going to go back to the same it's not you think people are going to be you know 
chill. <laughs> I mean, like they were chill before, but it, it won't be most likely. So, and that's not necessarily a negative thing or, or necessarily a positive thing. It's just trying to be realistic and looking at the changes and what's going on. So I would suggest learning some type of self-defense skills. Speaking of self-defense skills, our topic tonight is pretty much about self-defense, but in a different way. So this self-defense is probably going to be a little bit more, I don't want to say important, but equally important as learning how to defend your property, your lifestyle, and all those things from an external source. This type of self-defense is also, you know, learning how to um, defend one's body and or family in that case from an external source, but a much smaller threat at a micro level. Tonight, what we're going to be talking about is germ versus terrain theory. And the reason why that topic is for tonight, because there's, like I said, there's a high, a high visibility on people thinking that, you know, germs is what's causing all of the sickness and, you know, with the uh, virus going around, whether it's the flu or the, or the COVID or coronavirus um, and other different type of you know, illnesses, you know, this is a good topic to get into because it's going to help you change your paradigm, but also it's going to tie back into the exercising and eating better. And maybe it might help you get a bite. The article that I'm going to uh, read a little excerpt from is from uh, Nutritionist Resource, and I'll link to the article in the show notes and I read a little bit here. So she talks about the author talks about the germ theory versus terrain theory. I have read a couple of articles on this because I tried to find my old notes on it when I read about it before, but I couldn't find them. So this particular article, I like the way she puts it. So she states in her section here, germ versus terrain theory, the germ theory versus terrain theory is basically the argument that germs are what we need to worry about and we need to keep finding ways to kill them off. Terrain theory argues that if the body is well and balanced, then germs that are a natural part of life and the environment will be dealt with by the body without causing sickness. And I mean, that in and of itself is an explanation of what both theories are and think to yourself like which one do you think sounds more um along the lines of what's actually happening so is it really the germs that when we're outside out and about or is it the body being in a specific state so if the body is in a toxic state if you're eating trash and not working out or not trying to keep the body and help the immune system is that why you're getting sick or is it because a, you touched a doorknob and it was a germ on the doorknob that's an oversimplified explanation of it but she goes on to say both theories are in fact important 
because of poor soils and the prevalence of toxic chemicals and metals in our food, air, and water, today's bodies are generally weaker. Add to that the stress and efficient diets and fast foods, radiation, electromagnetic fields. It's important that we have medicines to help us combat invading microbes in our bodies do not have a strong enough immune system to deal with them naturally. Taking precautions to protect yourself from catching, you know, the latest sickness like coronavirus is important, such as frequent hand washing and avoiding large crowds. Now, I, for one, am definitely a proponent of the terrain theory. And I do agree with what she just said in terms of the weaker immune bodies that, you know, immune systems that we have due to, you know, the stress, the diets, the fast food, the radiation, the electromagnetic fields. What she means by that is the Wi-Fi, the phone radiations that give off the electromagnetic fields, um, all of those type of the cell phone towers, all of those things affect your body and they also affect your immune system. There's a quote from Antoine Beechamp, the uh, pretty much the one that proposed the terrain theory. He says, quote, germs seek their natural habitat, disease tissue, rather than being the cause of disease tissue. And he I, I, to me, he's absolutely right. Because if, like I said, if you're not helping your body perform at its peak and helping your immune system, you're decaying because we all know, you know, and this might sound a little morbid and, you know, negative, but it is what it is. You know, we all know what the end result of our bodies are going to be. And we all know or have seen on television, the, the medical shows or even family members those people that don't move and work out and eat like, you know, eat like shit for lack of better term, we see what happens to them. We see the disease, we see the suffering, we see the stress, we see all of these things that happen to them versus someone who is active and working out and eating at least semi better. We see the differences in the life, in the life quality between those people. So I want to also this last part here uh, that she goes on to say is, but what's more important is working on the terrain, which is the inner environment, making it inhospitable to viruses and parasites. This is a lifelong endeavor, but the fruits of your labor will be realized within a much shorter time, noticing you becoming resistant to the latest flu going around will prove to you that balancing your body's chemistry to strengthen your immune system was worth making the effort. How do you rematerialize the body so that it replenishes with the correct material, uh, sorry, minerals and vitamins to create a good immune, strong stomach acid, good working organs, etc. And that's pretty much the question. So what are you going to do to make sure that your inner body is protected, you know, and we go back to self-defense, you know, everyone, you know, when I say self-defense, most of the time, you're probably going to think about, 
you know, some type of physical altercation or external force, you know, somebody trying to break into your house or trying to rob you or something like that. But no, that's just one aspect of self-defense. The other part of self-defense is your mind. How are you taking care of your mind? How are you protecting your mind from the onslaught of, you know, just mental information that comes in that, I mean, probably a good majority of it is unnecessary and detrimental to your mental health. But then on top of that, how are you protecting your body at the same token? Because when one goes, when one is weakened, you weaken that whole trinity. So you weaken your mental self. If your body's weakened, you, you know, you weaken your mental, you weaken your spiritual self because that trinity, their mind, body, and spirit are one. They, they act as a unit. So when one is weakened, you weaken the rest of them. But when you strengthen one, the rest, the other two are also start to strengthen as well. So you see the germ theory and the terrain theory both work in all three aspects of the self. They work against, you know, in terms of your physical body. They work in terms of your mental body and they work in terms of your, you know, spiritual self or astral self. And if you go, if you're one that subscribes to the germ theory, which you, you know, which is as again is, you know, foreign parasites or, you know, bacteria, viruses are you catch them and they just make you sick. Then you're going to be one that's going to be prone to taking pills, radiation, medicines, those type of things to try to fix yourself. And the chances of that working is very, uh, is temporary. Those things can only give you temporary relief. Now, I'm not saying that you can't use those things because they, I mean, at some point they can help, you know, there's, there's not, you know, these things are like, you're not going to not, if you have a massive migraine, usually you're probably going to take some Excedrin for it. And that's okay. You know, that's, that's not really, you know, yes, there are more holistic ways to go about it. You know, however, most people are just going to grab some Excedrin because we, we don't know the more holistic ways to do it or they're, they take a little longer, you know, and, you know, instant gratification is, you know, especially when you're in pain is a big business. But to that same token, do you flip the coin over? If you're into the terrain theory, when it comes to, you know, your body and your mental body and your spiritual body, you're going to do all the things that you can, that you know to do as you are now to strengthen those inner workings of your mind, your body, and your spirit. So you're going to be the one that is honestly self-defending rather than being reactionary. So you're being proactive. Terrain theory is being proactive rather than reactionary, which will be germ theory. 
because germ theory by design is for you to wait till you get symptoms and then go and find out what the symptoms are and then attack the symptoms with medication of some kind. The terrain theory is going to be a more of a proactive approach because you're doing everything that you can <clears throat> to make sure that your body and mind and spirit is strengthened enough against the normal, I guess, quote unquote, you know, threats. So you're out here meditating, you're doing, you know, you're doing your workouts. You're making sure that, you know, your spiritual self is being expressed as it should and protected as it should. As you go, you know, you're making sure you're not around certain people and certain certain energies and you're making sure that you're eating better, you know. And I think overall, and as I mentioned earlier about a paradigm shift, I think overall, if you just take a step back and look at what's really happening, shut off the the mainstream media and all that stuff and really look at how people are starting to live, you will see that the terrain theory is really taking effect. And a lot of us don't know it by that name, but if you look at people are really out here working out, I see them every day. People are really taking their health, especially their physical health, into, you know, into their own hands they're eating better they're looking for the supplements the natural supplements you know for example you know i there's so many people looking for sea moss there can't be any more sea moss in the ocean anymore you know but that's a example of a terrain there because sea moss has so many vitamin and nutrients in it that it's going to help you rematerialize those nutrients that you need in your body to help your immune system stay strong and when your immune system's strong the rest of your body is usually pretty healthy and when your body's healthy and your body's upright and functioning at equilibrium then that means that you now can think better you can process information better you can learn things quicker you see and Usually, I'm sure all of us have some time in our lives where we felt really good about our bodies. And in that space, that's when you're most creative. That's when your mind is moving and functioning as it should, because form follows function. You see, so when you're functioning at the best, then you have the best form. You're giving out the best of your abilities. But and that can work at Either way, you can be, you know, spiritually nourishing yourself. You can be mentally nourishing yourself and you, or you can go the physical body route. Either way, when you're being proactive, you are exercising the terrain theory. And when you're being reactionary, you're exercising what they call the germ theory. And that's the theory that we live under. At the moment with the pharmaceutical companies, the insurance companies, they're all germ theory because that's where the money is. And without that, you wouldn't necessarily have so many drug companies or they wouldn't be as big because we will be doing much more better. You know, 
more better, but you know, that's not really a, a thing. But <laughs> we will be doing a lot better with working out and, you know, basically keeping our bodies as strong as possible. And we wouldn't be allowing fast foods and, you know, all of these radiation to permeate into our lives as we are now. So I hope that listening to this particular podcast kind of gets, you know, gets you thinking about doing things for yourself and being proactive in your health. And really, that's what it's that's what it's all about. Be present, be active in what's happening in your own environment, in your own terrain, in your mind, your body, and your spirit. Don't be reactionary. You know, take control of these things. These things belong to you only. And if you don't do it, someone else is going to do it and you're not going to like the outcome. However, I do want to revisit, you know, one line in the article and I'm going to reread it because as I was talking, it, it kept coming up in my head and the germ theory is basically the argument that germs are what we need to worry about and we need to keep finding ways to kill them off. Now, this line, knowing that that's the system, generic that we live under, that that is the actual way that they see things, you know, and it's almost... A question of if the medical field sees it like that, then what other fields or institutions also have that similar type of ideology? You know, because when you really take a step back and you look at anything that does not jive with the, you know, they like to use throw this word around narrative, any anything it doesn't matter if it's an ideology a thought a person a group of people they keep finding ways to try to to basically kill it off and in a in the country right now that's i mean honestly that's exactly what's been happening for you know many of hundreds of years nikola tesla Anton Bechamp, who, again, is the one that, you know, coined the terrain theory, Nikola Tesla with his uh, direct current, you know, (laughs) many black lives that's been lost because of this type of ideology. Many great thinkers, many holistic doctors, you know, many you know, breakthroughs in technology all have been stamped out because it doesn't go with the way that these folk see things and they see these things that are a threat to them as a germs and they keep finding new ways to kill it off. And I just wanted to bring that up because, um, again, the paradigm is changing. And now so many of these different breakthroughs are being able to be seen in the public eye thanks to technology, you know, in particular social media and technology is a double, a double edged sword. So, you know, a good space to see this in 
is the music industry where you have so many artists who go who are independent at first and they put their music up on SoundCloud, you know, they get it on social media and they blow up on social media. And what happens is the industry, you know, wolves come around and they either buy them out in some way. They put them on the contract to silence them or whatever the case may be. And either they blow up under them now or they just kill them off and you don't hear them anymore. So, you know, it's so many different, you know, examples of this type of ideology that's going on. And, you know, it has to be changed because, I, I like I said, I'm a more of a proponent of the terrain theory because it's a more holistic way. The germ theory is definitely a secondary or even tertiary way to look at things and really is I mean it's probably not even true to and it's probably only true to a certain extent because a lot of these illnesses and things are only because you know we allow we are own we're making the sickness in our own bodies by not being active not taking care of our minds and spirits and not taking care of our bodies ultimately and as the quote said you know germs seek their natural habitat which is diseased tissue you know but you know again you know i hope everyone is at least attacking one of those three fronts so whether it's a spiritual front you know whatever you see as spiritual you know if that's the way you want to attack first then that's fine because it's all all three of those are connected you can't strengthen one without addressing the other two and with that be well get out there get yourself some fresh air be proactive with your life your body your mind and your spirit get yourself a bike and you know enjoy life you know don't let this little lockdown thing you know scare you out of living your life because nothing that you really honestly do on a daily basis have changed outside of eating at a restaurant, you know, or maybe going into the office that you didn't want to go into in the first place. So, you know, life is so dynamic. It, it, it It's not to be put in a box that we've been putting it in. And I think a lot of us have understood that or have learned that life is so much more deeper and as i said it's more dynamic it changes from moment to moment and there's different ways to make a lifestyle and there's different ways to make a living than just the standard way that we've been living under over at least the last hundred years so as again get out there and until next time next episode be proactive and ultimately be safe Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking Podcast, Episode 3. Please like, subscribe, drop a comment. Maybe you want to hear another topic, drop it in the in notes there in the comments on iTunes and or SoundCloud. Tell a friend, family member, tell somebody on the street. And the next time we'll see you. Peace.